Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hogvin and I am the creator and founder. This podcast covers every aspect of conscious leadership and the Conscious Leadership Code. And if there is a particular example or angle or subject you would like an episode on, please reach out and let me know and I will create it specifically for you. Well, this is Julie, and surprisingly, I'm doing an interview, which for the Conscious Leadership Podcast listeners, you know I don't do that very often, so it's got to be a special person that I'm here interviewing. And I am with Wendy Fermin-Price in Ockham in Surrey, and we are at the Heart Equine Assisted Therapy and Coaching Centre. And I have known, I met Wendy in January um, on a course we were both on, and since then, I have accessed Wendy's services here in Ockham um, and her horses, which is what this is about, because it is about horses and therapy. Um, and I'm fascinated by the whole kit and caboodle that Wendy does. And I think it's absolutely, it's an alternative service for people who, yeah, for people who have stuff that um, they want to work on in some respects, but I know Wendy does far more than that, which is why I'm doing this interview. So, Wendy, hello. Hello. Thank you, Julie. Oh, you're more than welcome. Um, I'd love to start off with a little bit about how did you get to working with horses? How did you start this whole process? Because I know you've been doing it for a very long time. Well, it all began. <laughs> <laughs> it did all begin uh, on my 12th birthday when I met my first love. Do you remember your, your childhood sweetheart? Yeah, he didn't like me though. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine was, uh, he wasn't very tall, he was dark and he was handsome. And he became my confidant, he was my best friend, shoulder to cry on. And we went on to have 30 amazing years together wow. and was literally the introduction to what I do now. And if you haven't guessed it already, um, he wasn't two-legged, he was four, and his name was Tiggy. And he got me through my childhood. He really did help me keep on the straight and narrow. I became a ch childpreneur at the age of 12 and a half, 13, to ensure that I found the money and means to keep those, uh, keep that pony. And having that stability, that stable relationship, pun intended, yeah. um, was the way that really helped me deal with our childhood stuff that we all go through. And I guess, and it was obviously wasn't called equine assisted therapy back then, but he was my therapy my counsellor, my coach and, and everything else, although, as I say, 50 years ago it wasn't called that. Anyway, fast forward uh, 30 years and I'd started um, a riding school and what I was noticing was that when I was terrified of um, certain things with my riding, which I had to, I had to do a three foot six jumps to get, in order to get my teaching exam, and I was terrified of going over one foot six. But, and what I noticed was on this particular day, I'm terrified of going over the jump. I'm terrified of the instructor. I'm terrified of all that, um, you know, the embarrassment of it not being able to do it right, which I'm sure, you know, we can all identify with. And then I clocked 
that this feeling I had was very similar, or actually identical, to the feeling I had, this terror and fear of being anxious about my partner coming home. Because unfortunately he had the disease of alcoholism. Yeah. And once he'd had a drink, he became very violent and... And to cut a very long story sideways, <laughs> the way that uh, I was invited to find a different way to overcome the challenge with him was a different way to overcome fear and was obviously the very beginning of my spiritual journey. And... And I thought, oh, I wonder if that worked with my horses. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that worked with my riding. And sure enough, it did. I got, uh, managed to get over the three foot six jump in the exam. I did fall off <laughs> in the <laughs> flat part. So, uh, but that's an, another story for another time. But what it did do was show me that there was a power within my thoughts and my energy yep. that was affecting my horses. And what was also interesting, that the number of horses I had at the time were all, whilst I was in all this fight and um, stress and chaos in my life, the horses in the herd were equally stressed out, fighting. And, and, and once I became much more aware of what was going on, and as I say, I managed to get to my riding, overcome my fear of riding, I started helping people overcome their fear of riding as well. But then what we started discovering was that people would come to overcome their fear and we would look at what was the fear in their life. But before they'd even got on a horse, the horses were doing their magic. Yeah. And you put you you experienced I've experienced that before we've even, even yeah. got into the paddock. They yeah. they just have something. Yeah. And so it was it it became less about the riding and just helping people overcome their fears. And of all the fears, the most common ones are, of course, not being good enough, not being perfect enough. And, of course, this shows up in our business, in our homes, uh, our family. We don't think we're a good enough parent, partner. Um, and, you know, particularly you see, or I see this a lot with some of the entrepreneurial women and uh, women bosses I work with, that they always have this underlying anxiety that you know they're going to be found out you know that imposter syndrome that fear and so the way that we work with the horses really helps to get people into a more confident place and the coaching that I do with the horses is what sort of balances that out and so the you're probably asking, well, what is it about horses? Well, if we go back to looking at horses in the wild, they are a prey animal. And their ability to have survived, I think it's something like 64 million years, is wow. pretty, pretty good going. Yeah. So they have to have something that's that's working for them. And one of those things is their ability to read energy. And... They can read the energy of the weather, they can read the energy of the environment, they can read the energy of one another. And particularly with humans, when they come towards them, they're able to read the energy field of a human being before they see them physically. And it sort of blows my mind, this (laughs) sort of stuff. Yeah. Incredible. And us humans are made up of so many 
energetic patterns. And we know yeah. from Einstein that everything is energy. But we have this magnetic field around us that is dependent on the beliefs, the emotions, um, the coping skills. They're all vibrating at different um, uh, energies. And when we have a block that there is a literally a block in our energy field, which <clears throat> the horses are able to pick up. And when we clear that block, they will... Oh, did you hear the whinny? I did, did hear you? the yes, whinny. Yes. So, there we got the uh, verification in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so they're able to sort of read that. Now, be, with horses that are al allowed to have an honest living... and by an that, honest living? Yeah. What does that mean well, for a horse? To be able to give their opinion about things. Oh, okay. Give their, be able to be who they are. Because sometimes, sadly, they can live in an environment where they're very restricted yeah. and not allowed to be a horse. Um, and so you can take, you can strip away their real ability to mirror back things to us or show us what's going on. So when you have this the horses here, for example, that are able to <laughs> have an opinion about things. And, and they do. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> sometimes it uh, comes with a huge responsibility when it's not the opinion you wanted. <laughs> but that then gives you a clean mirror reflection or a metaphor of what's going yeah. on for you. Yeah. And we were discussing how could this work for leadership and very much this is what horses have in their own herd. And they have different, um, a herd of horses. The first, the first key value is that they need to seek harmony within the herd. Contrary to all the sort of different photos and um, drama you see on TV, horses don't want to be fighting and um, running about all over the place because they don't want to draw attention to themselves. As a prey right. animal, yeah. and being the type of animal they are, they're pretty much top of the food chain. You know, they're, they're the steak. You know? Yeah. So they don't want to draw attention to themselves. So they don't like weak links, and they don't like um, what's the word inconsistency and lack of clarity. And they have S different same as humans, really. A absolutely, and this is why. Yeah. This they work so beautifully in yeah. our, in our leadership programs that we run. Yeah. And there are different places horses lead from. So you might have uh, an alpha who is quite the bossy one, but they aren't necessarily the horse, the horse that everyone in the herd will follow. So you have a lead horse. That's and exactly the same as leadership within absolutely. business and teams. Yeah. So you have um, a lead horse who's probably a little, you know, two or three down from the alpha, but is the one that they says, oh, let's go and eat over here. And they'll go and eat over there. They'll follow that one, usually in preference to the alpha. Yeah. The alpha is the one who's like, I'm, a, I'm having that pile of hay. And, yeah. <laughs> and everybody yeah. moves out his or her way. And then you have the Amiga leader um, who leads from behind. Yeah. Um, and actually, I described that wrong. You have the leader who comes from behind. The Amiga horse is the one who is the seemingly bottom of the herd, but 
he's or she is the herd member that takes a lot of the stresses of the herd. Again, you often see this in a team, the one that gets bullied or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. They, um, or the, the meek and mild one, believe it or not, is often the one taking the most stresses from the, yeah. in the herd or in the family or in the, in the work environment. And then you have sort of different roles within the herd. So you like in our herd, you know, we the curious one is Oliver. You know, he's like, okay, guys, I'm going to go and check this out. He's the one. <laughs> he's not brave enough to be the leader, but when there's something new, he's the one that goes out and investigates. <laughs> he's the one that's not afraid to find out what's, you know, what's that interesting thing. Whereas other, you know, <laughs> if that was Robin then <laughs> or Poppy, they'd be go, oh my god, what's that? And they would <laughs> sort of run in the opposite direction. <laughs> so. Every horse has a place within that herd. Now, when horses meet another horse or within the herd, and particularly when horses meet humans, their sort of unspoken question is, um, am I the leader or are you the leader? If there's a problem, do I follow you or you do follow me? <laughs> and in that split second, and they will do this very subtly, they might just gently push on you just with their, not, not hard, but just, and if there isn't a boundary clear or a response, they'll go, oh, okay, fine. I know I'm the one that leads in when there's a problem. It's interesting, and isn't so it? It's so interesting. The moment a horse meets you, it will quietly ask itself, because at the end of the day, a horse being a prey animal and we're predators is putting their life in our hands, hands. Yeah. and so they just need to know where they stand and this is often what people don't realize and they think oh he's you know he's doing this he's doing that and he's no he just needs strong leadership um because most horses actually don't want to be the leader it's like most humans don't Absolute, want to lead it's you this is where you get the attack you think of your, your prime ministers and your yeah. com, your managers and you they're all the one that gets all the the stuff thrown at them and yeah, it's a vulnerable place. In in the wild, the herd leader is at the front, okay? So it could get picked off by the lion. You know, conversely, if you're the amiga, you could get picked off behind. Yeah. Or, um, so horses have, because of all these interesting dynamics, they make excellent ways of working with to discover in a team exactly where do you fit in the herd where should you be and we have a great exercise where you have to sort of move um the horse from one end of the arena to to the next but you're not allowed to touch it and it's about putting people um people discovering where they most fit um and the first time they do it they go where they think they should be or or what's uh, where they're supposed to in their mind but actually, by the time they come back the second time and, they, and they're allowed to swap around, go where they want to, they actually probably find more of a truer place where they want to be. And sometimes it can be a real turn up. Yeah. Um, and so that's just sort of one of the exercises we do. And the, by being able to play with these different exercises, you can solve any problem. I mean, for example, we had a, a client um, uh, a company brought, brought a team down, 30 people down for the day. And there was one chap who had been trying to get this sales 
lead um, across the line for three weeks and he hadn't wow. succeeded. Yeah. Anyway, he was working with Brembo and I can't remember the exact exercise he had to do, but he was like trying to get Brembo to do something and Brembo's like, you know, got his arms folded. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, the inspiration that he came in his mind that what he had to do to, to encourage Brembo to move, um, which was completely different. Um, so he had to, I think, com change complete direction or tack or whatever. And then he, the gentleman realised that's what he had to do with his client. He was just change how he was saying something and he got the sale that day. Fabulous. Um, Fabulous. That was just sort of one thing. Now, a great way the horses help us and particularly in leadership and again at the end of the day we're all leaders at yeah, some we point are. in our life we're either leading our family we're leading our friends well, um, we lead ourselves yeah absolutely and if we're not someone's going to be leading us yeah now sometimes exactly. that's really quite nice not to have any responsibility and to make the choices but for me <laughs> well and me. i'm not i'm not very good at being uh, no neither follow, am I. following so uh, yeah um but what we need to be able to do is what makes a leader worth following and want to follow is the way that we handle our boundaries our integrity yeah. and Boundaries are a fantastic way the horses can show where you've got weak boundaries. And again, I was discussing earlier that when they first meet you, they want to, you know, they'll just maybe slightly just push on you just to see. But also it's like, oh, where's the boundary, you know? And quite fascinating, horses have a very big... It's bigger than ours, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's very peanut-shaped um, energy field around them, uh, space place. And when we're in their energy field, they want to push us out. And equally, you know, sometimes they're in our space and we want to ask the horse to step. But if there's no interaction or no correction of that boundary, however it's coming, from which direction, or rather the person that makes the boundary <laughs> where they're going to hold their space is the leader. Yeah, okay. So if the horse yeah. can manage to push you, you know, that little exercise I have where you've got to stand on the block, if they can push you or make you step back, they'll go, okay, fine, you've got to follow me. <laughs> and it's just split second. And it's not mean, they're not being horrible or anything. They're just let It's let's... exactly the same as we do with as humans, isn't it? We do, whether we do it consciously or not, it's a whole other thing, but we do test. We test our own boundaries and others. And mm. what we get away with, we get away with. Yeah. And doing that, I'm going to say doing that consciously makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, I'd, I must admit, I'd love to ask you, because when I came down and did the first day with you, I, and I'm not a person who gets scared very easily at all, um, which somebody told me that I probably need to look at at the weekend. But anyway, it's a whole other episode. But um, I've never been so scared in all my life when you told us, the group that were here that day as individuals rather than a business team, but as individuals, we came together on one of your days and you said we had to go and find a horse to work with and ask it if it wanted to work with us. I have never been so scared in all my life that the horse might actually say no. Now, luckily, it didn't on that first day. I went to Woody and asked Woody and he gave me a big nod of his head. But the second day I came down, because listeners, I've done more than one day with Wendy because I find it fascinating and so, many, so much learnings come from it. I chose a horse that was unavailable 
And your question to me was, where are you unavailable in your life? And I thought, oh, here we go. We haven't even started the day yet. I haven't got the horse out the stable. And I'm like, right, I'm already learning. Um, so how does, how does that actually work? How would a horse, and I say the horse because it wasn't my decision, how would a horse know? How does it connect with, I suppose, the individual to know that actually it's going to be happy to work with you? Um, well, it comes back to the law of attraction. Um, oh, so... I was attractive that day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as we know, the law of attraction from the secret, and you know, people, yeah. you know, think of it as just a manifesting thing. But actually, there's a lot more going on to the law of attraction than most people realise. Yeah, and um, and in conjunction with the law of attraction is the law of reflection. And again, um, this is something we learn on my workshops, how these two work together. So what tends to happen is the energy you are in will draw, you'll get drawn to the energy of something similar. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, in that particular moment, uh, you've drawn to a hook. So anything that was being unavailable in you, whether it was a um, a belief or a pattern or a coping skill or something in the moment that you needed some learning because again when you're with our horses what comes up is the thing that you need to work on in the moment in this present moment so it's not oh, all, it's okay. not always what you've come to work with they no. bring up what's really going on yes so the energy of unavailability case in whatever form that that was there would have been a vibration to that that matched that horse in that particular is incident or um as we were talking about in the reflection there was something about the um the law of reflection either the horse would be reflecting a characteristic that you needed to work on um or as we've heard opposites attract some a horse might be needing to rebalance you so if you're too much one side yeah you'll attract a horse um that will show you how to be the opposite but in the unavailability usually we have an energy that we are leaking out unavailability now it could be we're unavailable to our clients we're unavailable to our partner we're unavailable to ourselves and it'd be it's an invitation just to okay just check where am i being unavailable um and again it might even be to yourself and the key thing if we trust whatever comes up in that moment and again if you working with the horses from a coaching or, or and or therapy point of view it's vitally important the horse has the ability to say no we can't yeah. we can't take yeah. from them um and you'll often hear me say we don't use the horses we work with them and so if they don't feel if they don't feel you if they don't so uh, yeah there just may be something that your energy is not what they can teach and help with um or they just maybe not feeling that day and don't want to do the, the work. just don't want to do don't yeah. want to do the work yeah however okay. but if you think sometimes when we're unavailable you know for a friend or whatever it's, it's because we're just not feeling it that day we don't yeah. want to interact and by having that permission for the horses to be able to be true, um, then that you, as I said earlier, you then get the ability to have a much truer relationship with who is right because that unavailable horse uh, was right to show you 
there's, there's an unavailable pattern going on and we yeah. just need to explore that. And then what horse was right for you, you got pushed to um, to work with that day, which still, I think it was Minnie. Then, yeah, wasn't it, was. it Then Minnie it brought was. up some really old stuff, didn't yeah, she? she did. And, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she did. And so how this can really help teams, it's like at the end of the day, most businesses need a good return on investment, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And, a lot of people it, more so now than ever before, I believe. And one of the th- one of the challenges that people come with is that um, at the moment businesses are reluctant to pay out because they can't always see the, the results. Yeah. Um, just a question: of the things that you've just learned, just briefly, how many of those tools or patterns are you still are, st- are still helping you now? From the little sessions that you had. Oh, um, I think some of them have gone in really deep and absolutely definitely have changed how I show myself and share myself into the world. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. I feel like um, I feel like my focus is so much clearer. Um, and I feel like one of the days we worked on was around um, money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't actually what I ended up working on. But the focus for that day really shifted something mm. that I didn't even know I was carrying because it was operating out my unconscious. Mm. Um, so whatever it was, it raised it up. And it's I've I've done I've taken more action on what I like for my business since that first day than I probably have in the previous few months, to be on to be really honest. Great. Yeah. And A this huge is, result. This is where um you can the companies and businesses and um, executives, entrepreneurs can get a good return on investment because yeah. because it's so experiential. Yeah, it goes in. Yeah, it goes absolutely. in, and and you allow you know that experience you have with horse, or as you, as you can feel, still carry you still carry yeah. with you, still remember it, and um, where. And I know from my own coaching and being coached, it's very easy. To tell people what, what they you... want to hear. <laughs> I, I, I... Absolutely. And you don't know yeah. whether you've really shifted anything. No. Now, you, again, you know that when if you're just paying lip service, <laughs> Minnie ain't going nowhere. No, she's not. Neither's Woody. Neither's uh, Bounty. Yeah. <laughs> and this is great because people have to go into what the emotion of that feeling, yeah. of that new belief or that new coping skill is yeah. and get into a new vibration. And this is where it works better and more lasting. So ultimately you get true, better value for money. And it can help with so many things. Um, the communication between the team, you know, horses have a very strict way of communicating. And when you learn this and how they communicate, you can use that uh, for team conversations they have um, as I say this clear strategy for leadership and although there are different styles of leadership and you need to find where are you best that's something then once people are in the right place and they're in the right um, role and they are really able to bring out their strengths whereas when you're you know a square peg in round holes we know you, you know you're going against it and you don't yeah. feel happy yeah and so to get a, a team to really work well or to even as a, um, a solo uh, solopreneur, you have to have all your inner um, characteristics in alignment and wanting to pull together. 
and the, this yeah, is where absolutely. the can, can help. Yeah, because if you're in conflict internally with yourself and you, sometimes you don't realise that, it hampers any progress you're going to make to do anything because you're in conflict. Yeah. Um, and one of the things, one of the key things I learned is you, you can, and you've mentioned earlier, we can, we can all say things and not intentionally lie, but we can lie through those saying of the thing. But you can't do that with a horse because it calls you on it. It's the most incredible experience, incredible yeah. experience, which is why I'm interviewing you. And I'm really conscious of the time as well. Okay. Yeah. So, Wendy, how... So what you do, you can do it for individuals, you do it for teams, for business. Um, and I know you teach and train other equine for, for individuals to become equine therapists and coaches. Mm -hmm. How do people get hold of you? What's the best way for anybody listening that has any interest in anything we've been discussing for themselves, their business mm -hmm. or to become one of you? Um, how do they get hold of you? So if they visit theheartcentreuk.com, yeah. there's a form there um, and if they just uh, sign up and write in that uh, they've heard the podcast and anything they're interested in. Yeah. Now, one of the most common things we hear is, oh, but I'm afraid of horses. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, I can understand that, but you're not riding um, them. Um, yeah, it's not about being ridden, no. but also the question, um, is as horses can represent power, yeah, my question would be, what part of your power are you afraid of? Yes, and yeah. we have had people who have been absolutely terrified, and in the morning, working with our smallest little pony, uh, <laughs> Abel, and by the afternoon, by what well, by lunchtime working with our biggest horse. And when um, we look at that fear from a very different point of view, yeah. um, then you're able to clear that fear, own your power and step into it. In fact, I have a workshop coming up um, called Stand in Your Authentic Power. And that's um, end of March, beginning of April. And we'll be able to get with people if your listeners just sign up on the Heart Centre yep. newsletter, I'll give them the dates and where it is. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. And finally, it takes courage to look within. Yes, it does. But when you look within, you'll see much... Um, well, if you don't go within, you'll go without. Nice. I like, oh, yeah, if you don't go within, you'll go without. It's absolutely true. Because we we lead ourselves internally. We may yeah. think we do it up here in our head, but actually we don't, mm. which is what this whole podcast is around, that you know, Conscious Leadership podcast. Um, I'm going to say thank you very much. I wish we could talk for longer. I do know you've got another call to make, so um, maybe we can do a second interview yeah, at think, some point in the yeah, future. Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll do a different theme. Yeah, um, and, brilliant. Um, uh, you'll see what the uh, your listeners particularly would like. Um, to see how the horses could help them. Yeah. So um, I'd highly recommend it to everybody listening. Highly recommend it. Um, it's an experience. You will learn so much. Even if you think you don't need to, you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can assure you of that. Yeah. And the horses are not, they're not, if they don't want to work the day, you don't, 
they, you don't ask them to work. So the horse that you end up working with is a horse that wants to work and wants to help you to do the whatever the work is that you're yeah. doing. So they're not, um, yeah, they're not nasty because they want to help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the horses here love doing and yeah. supporting yeah. Um, us humans, finding um, our truth. Yeah. Um, and that's the key thing is finding our truth and then you can live it and be it. And more than anything, the horses help you find your authentic self. Yeah. Uh, it takes courage, but um, it's, it's worth, worth it. it. Definitely yeah. worth it. Thank, Thank you, you, Wendy. Julie. Thank and you. we'll have another conversation. Yeah, absolutely. That was a relatively short interview with Wendy. And I just wanted to add an additional Julie part to the end of it and to re-emphasise Wendy's website which is theheartcentreuk.com that's theheartcentreuk.com there's a blog on there the information about the days that she does and the courses that she runs are detailed and I've picked up a brochure as well from the centre and not only does Wendy work with adults. She works with teenagers as well. So she can help teenagers who are stressed, scared or struggling and working with horses who are intuitive animals, as Wendy mentioned in the interview, can really support any one of us in reality, adult or child or teenager or youth, whatever we want to describe ourselves as, to Work out what's really going on for us. And I hope halfway through the interview, you could hear the whinny in the background, because very often what happens, somebody will say something or you will think something. And a horse completely not connected with the situation, so like the interview yesterday, will confirm it with a with a whinny or a neigh. It's fascinating when you really are in the moment and it happens. Now, of course, they could all be metaphors and the intuitive heart expansion of a horse is far greater than of us as humans. It has to be, as Wendy said, you know, they're herd animals, they're prey animals. They have to work with their intuition. And perhaps because they are a herd animal and are however many centuries and decades and millenniums old, as Wendy um, mentioned, they are far more linked to their intuition than us as humans are currently. Um, my, my true belief is that a lot of our intuition has been sort of, I don't know, worn out of us with society and you know how we think we need to be. And the one thing, and I will say it again, and I said it in a previous episode I did when I spoke about working, physically working with horses for myself, is that you cannot lie. If, the if you say something and it's not true and it doesn't come from your, from your heart and from your soul, the horse knows. It's the, I'm going to say it's quite a weird experience and it works. It's the truth. Now, how you work with the horses, you know, you have to think about what comes at you. You have to think about what it is you want to do. And I've I've worked with Wendy on a day on money mindset. I've worked with Wendy on a day of, it ended up being for me about focus and which way did I want to go and what did I want to do next? 
So there are many subjects, many, many subjects you can work with Wendy and these horses. So I would really urge you, if you've never experienced this, if you've, and you don't have to, you're not riding a horse, you're leading it, or they're leading you, or you're going nowhere. Um, please contact Wendy through the heartcentreuk.com. Please go and have a look. It's uh, an incredible experience. I will be doing more with Wendy. Um, yeah, it's an incredible experience is all I can say. And Wendy does have a heart of gold. She's very giving. She's asked some really intuitive questions. She is a spiritual mentor. She has a degree in or a diploma in practical metaphysics. And she's the only equine assisted riding school and therapist that has that in the UK. So I'm reading. Um, and it is a riding school as well. It's in Ockham in Surrey. It's basically Junction 10 on the M25 for those of you that are in the south. I travel round to her from Kent. Only takes me an hour. Um, of course, relying on the M25. So give it a go. Have a look at it. Um, I really do encourage you to. So it's theheartcentreuk.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. And if you have found it useful, please leave a review. And if you have found it useful, please share it with others that will find it useful as well. If you want to know more about my publishing, please follow me through to the Amazon author page. And if you would like to follow me on any of my other social media channels, please do, which also includes a YouTube channel.